Hi, it's Rabbi Jimmy Golf. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for turning your browser back this way. I want to talk a little bit about Syria in this particular podcast, just because of all the various questions and comments floating around. Approaching this question, whether or not military action is warranted in Syria, I want to offer the following thoughts and teachings. First, as Jews, we live with the memory of horrific times during the lives of many who survived one of the greatest efforts of genocide ever recorded in history. The Holocaust serves as a reminder of what happens when good, peace-loving people end up loving peace, or at least the illusion of peace, more than anything else. We are faced with a leader of a country who is killing his own population. We are faced with toxic gas being deployed to further this indiscriminate murder. We are supposed to have a Geneva Convention that prohibits the use of such weapons. These statements were true in the early 1940s. They're also true today. When the rules of war fail, when the consciousness of a despot fails, then who is it that calls those to account who feel that they answer to no one? I'm reminded of the words of Shmuel Zeigenboim, who is the president and premier of the Polish government in exile in 1943. He wrote, the responsibility for the crime of the murder of the whole Jewish nationality in Poland rests first on all those who are carrying it out, but indirectly, it falls also upon the whole of humanity, on the peoples of the Allied Nations and on their governments, who up to this day have not taken any real steps to halt this crime. By looking on passively upon the murder of defenseless millions tortured children, women, and men, they have become partners to the responsibility. This president, by the way, included this statement in his suicide note. And the question I'm left with is, are we becoming the partners of responsibility that he spoke of? There are several people who attend Holocaust memorials. For all those who love to remember, I've always felt that the greatest memorial for the victims of the Holocaust was to prevent future Holocausts. Are we now at that moment? Several people love to tell the story of a grandfather or uncle who liberated a concentration camp. In fact, President Barack Obama mentioned such an uncle. Yet, even in being in the Army of the Allies, he spoke about the profound soul-shaking, quaking his uncle did after the war. I had an uncle who was one of the who was part of the first American troops to go into Auschwitz, actually it was Buchenwald, 
and liberate the concentration camps, Obama said, slowly and methodically. And the story of my family is that when he came home, he just went into the attic. And he didn't leave the house for six months, all right? Now, obviously something had affected him deeply. But at the time, there just weren't the kinds of facilities to help somebody work through that kind of pain. This man was on the winning side. But even winning in such a callous and brutal war had a price. Even those who were not partners in responsibility felt the pain that surrounded them. Sadly, based on recent comments, we claim that we're tired of war, yet when we become so tired of war that we will not act to prevent what I would call a precursor to genocide, are we becoming those partners of responsibility yet again? Judaism has a 1900-year-old teaching. In a place where no one is human, strive to be human. Beyond the tired of war phrase I hear, I have even a greater concern that factors into this conversation. I'm concerned that those who might be saved by military strikes would one day take up arms against Israel. Still, I believe that it is time to strive to be human. If the Syrian dictator cannot be convinced to surrender his weapons, then it is time to act to diminish his ability to wage war, to play chemicals, and remain in power. In a place where no one is human, strive to be human. Or, to put it another way, one definition of evil is, evil is not good people doing bad things. It is good people doing nothing. Shalom.